Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Early Years Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator facilitator with the Durham District School Board. And in this episode, I am also joined by Cecilia, who is also a early childhood educator facilitator. And before we begin and jump into this episode, I wanted to remind everybody that we put out new episodes of this podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. So make sure you are subscribed to our podcast so that you are notified of when we put out new episodes during the month. And if you're not following us already, we are on Instagram and Twitter. I will make sure to put links for that in the show notes. You can stay up to date with everything that we are doing through um, our social media. And for this week's episode, we are actually on episode 10. And I am so excited that we are being joined by Abir, who is an ESL coach within the Durham District School Board. And this episode, she is going to be um, discussing with us ways that you can incorporate books and learning opportunities um, that are authentic and purposeful into our kindergarten classrooms. So again, thank you so much for joining us and we will begin this week's episode. My name is Abira Stwani, and I am the ESL ELD Elementary Facilitator for our School Board. Um, I've also uh, am the executive member of the Muslim Educators Network of Durham, um, and I've been a part of that team for the last four years. It's awesome. I'm also so, a mother of three girls. <laughs> three amazing girls, like just just so smart and um, so amazing. Uh, I taught Abby's youngest daughter in kindergarten and it was just such a joy to have your family part of our classroom because they're just it's just such an amazing family to have um, part of our community so that's how I know Abby (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's how I know Abby um, through that and we connected because the month of October is Islamic Heritage Month and I thought it would be a great time to be able to share more about Islamic Heritage Month and your work with it. So Islamic Heritage Month um, for our Muslim Educators Network of Durham has really been a time for us to try and change the narrative that's been um, sort of written for us over the last, uh, I'd say, about 15 years. Uh, and so our, our slogan is Our Story, Our Voice. And, and it's really an attempt for our uh, community to take charge of um, and take you know, um, control over the types of stories and the narratives that have been placed um, out there about the Muslim community. And and we want to make sure that we are representing in the most positive way, but also making sure that we're reaching out to our parent community, um, our students, and letting them know that they do see, that they can see themselves in the learning that's happening in the classroom, that they are welcome in our schools, that they should engage in their children's learning and also take part in their school communities. And so by hosting a series of events during the uh, month of October, our hope is that we're creating bridges um, in which parents can enter our buildings and enter our spaces and feel welcome. Um, and feel that, you know, I understand what's happening in here. So a lot of our events are, you know, curriculum focused and trying to educate parents on, you know, the type of learning that happens in a school, whether it be STEM, um, you know, or focus on, um, you know, the arts or 
anything that we feel that parents may be um, interested in, that is what we try to provide them with. And so hopefully we're creating bridges. Um, and in addition to that, we also ask, uh, you know, our allies, which is which are often our DDSB educators, uh, to join us in creating these events and and to participate. And we also in, in, like to invite them to attend our events as well. So we've had, you know, superintendents. Um, we've had the director of education attend our events. We've had DDSB educators volunteer at our events uh, and what this does is it creates uh, a bridge so that there's a there's understanding and i think a lot of the um, issues surrounding islamophobia uh, often you know comes back to a lack of understanding and so our hope is our story our voice we we will share our voice with our ddsb community and and that we as a community can overcome any of the Islamophobia that's been taking place and, and changing that narrative that's been placed out there in a negative way. Yes, that's um, so important and making sure that us as educators, we, like you said, we are involved in that process as well to create those bridges with the families that are in our communities. Should have turned off the email. And so um, if um, educators are listening and they are in their kindergarten classrooms, is there ways that they can um, celebrate Islamic Heritage Month with their students and build those bridges within their classrooms themselves? Absolutely. I know it's like, yeah. I think the best way to, it shouldn't just be during Islamic Heritage Month, obviously. Definitely. I feel like this needs to be embedded in everything we do. Mm -hmm. We talk about inclusive design and we talk about um, culturally responsive um, and relevant pedagogy, that should be something that's just embedded in the way that we program. Um, and it shouldn't be uh, something that's secondary. So whether it be that the students are seeing their faces on the walls in the classroom, they're seeing themselves reflected in the walls around them, their, their faces, um, and, and also uh, whatever type of, um, you know, programming that's offered, you know, whether it's the names that are used, um, whether it's the type of foods that are included in, in, in you know, the math questions, uh, whether it is inviting parents to come in and read a dual language text so that the text is being read in, uh, you know, the student's first language and in English so that we're really engaging our parent community. Um, those are all ways that we can ensure that we are engaging families. Um, and oftentimes it's really amazing when we read stories that ne don't necessarily have to be about Ramadan or Eid, right? And, yes. that, and, and like oftentimes a lot of the stories that are out there are always focused on a celebration. It would be nice if we could also find texts um, that represent, uh, you know, people that just happen to be in the story that wear hijab and not yeah. be about person wearing a hijab or being about someone in the story who happens to be Muslim, but it's not about them, uh, you know, necessarily going through a struggle, right? And I, I know when my children watch TV and there just happens to be a character in the cartoon that, you know, uh, looks like them and is wearing a hijab, they're like, mama, mama, she's Muslim. And, and that, that makes them so happy, mm -hmm. right? Those are, that's what we'd like to see happen. Right. And and so it just becomes a natural part of the way that we teach. Uh, and, you know, if we can introduce when we're talking about 
And when I think about kindergarten, I don't know if we do this as much, but like when we talk about, uh, you know, learning about explorers, or if we're talking about, you know, uh, contributions to society, it'd be include, it would be nice to include people of diverse backgrounds. Um, when we're, when we're uh, not necessarily the, you know, the typical person that we usually talk about, but like it, it try to find other people as well so that our students are feeling represented and that they're being represented in a positive way, right? Yep. So those are all ways that we can definitely, for kindergarten, um, just make it a natural part of the way that we do things moving forward. I love those examples that you've given, Abby, because um, I think as a an ECE, that's one of the first questions that we're going to ask is like, well, how do I go about embedding this within the curriculum throughout the school year? Because usually, you know, like you said, there's Islamic Heritage Month. A lot of things come up during that month to support you. But then after, uh, you know, November 1st comes around and it's like, OK, now what do I do? Um, and so the fact that you've given these great examples of inviting our families in to support us um, is a great uh, tool to just use that resource because a lot of us, we don't have the background and the knowledge and understanding. And as Amanda said, like we want to celebrate and honor our students, but we want to be authentic about it. So I like that you've given some really great examples of how to be authentic, um, including, you know, inventors and different people that have contributed of different ethnicities is an amazing way to start because that happens all year round, right? And so I think that's a nice way to um, to have that embedded throughout the school year. So I appreciate those examples because I'm going to write some of them down for myself as well. Yeah. And, you know, like sometimes people are a little hesitant because they, you know, like you said, um, they, they're, they're afraid to offend. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. afraid to, you know, I'm not of that background, therefore I don't want to. But, but we can't always rely on putting that responsibility on the one Muslim teacher in the school or asking our students to be responsible for that. Um, so one thing that you can do, um, I would say, is reach out to our equity department. I know that Camille Ali has done some seriously amazing work um, and has really moved our equity uh, department and introduced CRP in a way that is really engaging teachers. So she's a great resource, but also your ESL coach coaches um, that are in the schools and your ESL teachers are always a great resource as well to help. Um, and then your families, your communities. I think in kindergarten, that's their first contact in school. Mm -hmm. And so how meaningful would it be to invite parents into the classroom um, and, and make them feel like they're a part of the community? And, and I know that sometimes language is a barrier. But it's important to realize that um, our families that are newcomers come with experiences that are extremely valuable and they come with their own set of knowledge um, that would be valuable in a classroom. And so we try not to allow language to be a barrier and it could be simply asking the parent, would you like to come in and read this story in Arabic and English, right? Or mm -hmm. I noticed that Seneca Trail, they have an Islamic Heritage Month display put up in the hallway which a group of parents came in to do so they're, right. they're, they're owning it right yeah. it was in partnership with the teachers at the school so that it's not just a one-off thing right and, and i know that seneca trail they do that all the time as a parent i appreciated that um and so those are all things that can be done um that that would really engage our parent community. And for teachers that are looking for a way to communicate with our parent community and they're worried about the language barrier, there is a really cool app out there called Talking Points right now. And Amanda, you, got, you would just love this. So it's an app that allows you sort of like Remind, 
but it is an app that allows you to add, you know, your class list onto the app with the parents' phone numbers and their first language. And when you send out an email or a, a message, they receive it as a text message on their phone and it comes in their first language. And so you could send out one message in English and, you know, 12 different languages would then be sent out. And, and the thing that's great about this is oftentimes parents don't know how to or they struggle with the steps of, you know, downloading Remind and putting in the class code and all that. And there's no step for the parent. Parents know how to text message. So they get it as a text message. And then when they respond back to you in their first language, so say I respond to you, Amanda, in Arabic, you'll get it in English. And That's then, amazing. I've never even heard of that. Of that yeah, apps. It has over 100 languages on there. Um, that's, so that's something I'm really pushing. I feel like they should pay me at this point. <laughs> you should be sponsored by them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the first sponsor of our podcast. Talking right? point. <laughs> that's amazing. And I love all of your suggestions for the kindergarten classroom. I think it's so important to embed um, the heritage of all of our students into our classroom and to bridge those um, make bridges between us and the community members and the families in our classrooms and i really like that you said beyond islamic heritage month because it is so important to you know um celebrate our families all year long this isn't just a one month thing like these are the students that are in your classroom these are this is their lives this is creating a sense of belonging for them in the classroom and making their classroom feel like their own space. I've always um, strived for that in our classrooms. And I think that's a really important part for educators to hear. And so you talked about um, making sure that the images on our classroom walls, those reflect the students that we have in our classroom, the books reflect the students that we have in our classroom and not just um, having books about celebrations, but also just having those books that have um, just students uh, uh, children portrayed to them that just look like them, right? Yeah. And those those books that provide, um, I, it's called Windows and Mirrors. Yeah, yeah, the Windows yeah. and Mirrors books. And sliding so, glass doors, yeah. Yeah, and those, and it's just such a. I love the way those um, the mirrors so that they can see themselves reflected in the books that they see, but also um, having windows so that they can see into the lives of others as well. I think it's really important to have that mix of books in, in your classroom. And then when you are talking about um, uh, historical figures, including a variety of historical figures or current figures in your classroom. And um, I was just looking up some art lessons that you could do as well. And making sure that even in your art lessons, you're portraying a variety of different um, artists and and um giving focus to different places as well i think that's also yeah. really important and 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 careful because um with with the art because so two things you talked about windows and mirrors and and it's important that whatever books that we choose um we have to be cognizant of who whose voices we're hearing mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. who's the author is that an authentic yeah. voice are they being uh, you know are, are they are they um are we elevating the voice of someone who is from that community or is it someone who is writing about another community? So that's, that's one thing, right? And then there's also uh, the, con I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head, the name of the um, person who came up with this concept, but curtains, right? Um, and it was because sometimes when people, you, you know, look through the mirrors by reading a book, right? Or they look through and they look at a community. We've had, um, 
people not from that community writing about that community in a way that makes the community maybe it doesn't perceive them the, the way they would like to be perceived, right? So then they put up curtains, like you don't get to come into my space kind of situation, right? Especially with a, our Indigenous community, because, you know, when they allowed people in, and then they looked at their ceremonial, um, their ceremonies, um, they ended up actually using that and weaponizing their ceremonies against them and making them illegal. Right. So when we talk about art, it's really important to make sure that we're not appropriating anyone's culture. And we really want to focus on um, just like especially when it comes to Indigenous learning, we, we want to focus on truth and reconciliation, um, residential schools. And, and, and that's it. We're not we're in the history. We're not focusing on uh, culture. And if we are going to, to introduce culture, we invite someone from that community into our classroom. And I would say the same for, um, you know, because Islam is a religion, it's not a culture, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and sometimes they can be tied closely, but but it's really, uh, so like, for instance, I sometimes see teachers, um, you know, like doing mendi, you know, the henna on the hands. Mm -hmm for Islamic Heritage Month. Well, my family's from Syria and we don't put henna on hands. So that's not representative of my culture. That's culture, it's not religion. So you also have to be careful of that and being cognizant of like not appropriating culture, but maybe just focus on the, on the text and on, on reading responses and things like that. And maybe just keep the culture for the people from that community, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100% makes sense. Or, and if you want to embed that inviting community members in, and you also doubt if, you know, if you're unsure, like you said, of, you know, am I being appropriate or inappropriate um, to reach out to certain uh, members like the, I think you mentioned um, the resource teachers in the school library, like other educators that have those resources to reach out to the equity committee and, um, and get those answers to just also make sure that, you know, uh, if you can't reach out to your families or if it's for whatever reason that you are being honoring and authentic to uh, the absolutely religion, right not yeah, the religion or the culture or whatever it is that you because your intentions are good but then we also have to think about the impact of the action right and and yeah. if it can be in any way um harmful and we obviously as educators we never want to cause harm so i know that it's not my place to um to share about the culture of uh, like indigenous culture, for instance. So I'm not gonna go there because it's not my place, right? I, if I want to, I might ask someone um, from their community to come in and, and maybe share if there's something that's connected to the curriculum in some way, um, but it's not my place. So I, my place as an educator is to focus on, is on the um, history, truth and reconciliation, um, and residential schools. That's that's what I'm looking at as an educator. And even then, I also constantly ask for resources. You know, um, you know, can you collaborate with me to come up with some texts that are, are specific to the needs of my classroom, uh, and and things like that. Does that make like? And I know I'm kind of going off topic of Islamic Heritage Month, but I'm no, just trying to like, for myself as an educator things that I am cognizant of when I'm programming for my students. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about today, Abby, before we? Well, I just, um, I, I, we ask that our, um, our educators and our kindergarten teachers, uh, please help us in promoting our Islamic Heritage Month lineup of events and join us. We would love to have you there. This month we have um, a family fitness night. 
where we have one of our DDSB educators, we call him Mr. Fun, but his name is Richard Leone. Um, and he does like online uh, interactive uh, family fitness to keep kids healthy and active um, during this time. Um, we also will be having an art night where we've asked a local artist to teach us how to do some Arabic calligraphy. Ooh. Yeah, uh, and um, we will also be having a STEM night where we have some DDSB educators who have volunteered their time to show us how to create circuits as well as do coding as well. Uh, and it's all going to be done interactively online. And then, you know, we have parent sessions as well uh, about how to keep health uh, healthy and safe during COVID, how to keep your mind, body, and spirit healthy. Um, and we've, we've invited a local um, author, children's author, to do a live reading for us as well. So there, there's a number of events that we've organized, and I hope that everything goes smoothly with the online platform. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we, we highly encourage you to share that with your families. That's the first step in getting parents involved, letting them know about the networks that are out there, right? To support mm -hmm. them. Abby, well, can you share those uh, links with us when Absolutely. we get set up? We can share that with our educators because I think those are all great. And, uh, you know, they don't, like you said, it's not focusing on so much the history of it, but just engaging our families and right. our communities and that sort of thing. So I love that Absolutely. it's very inclusive of who you are as people. Yeah, we're not focused like sometimes people think when we when we created the Muslim Educators Network that this was a really about a focus on teaching religion. It is absolutely not um, about that uh, because our community is comprised of a variety of t different types of Muslims that are mm -hmm. practicing along a, a, a wide spectrum. And so we we don't focus on religion. It's just about us coming together, the sense of community. Um, and engaging our community in a positive way and, and just changing that uh, um, the, the narrative to make it more positive moving forward. So, I love that message, yeah. I don't, I don't want my children to ever feel embarrassed to share that they're Muslim or embarrassed to share parts of their identity in the classroom. And, and part of the reason why this started uh, was because our children were experiencing that. And so this is our way of sort of taking control and, and trying to find a, a good way to, to make sure that our kids grow up in the DDSB, feeling proud about who they are and their identities, and so that they're, and also that their families could feel like they're a part of the DDSB community as well. And they should because that's right there in our kindergarten curriculum or a program that, you know, we want our students to have a sense of identity, a positive sense of identity within the classroom. And it also talks about engaging our community and involving our families. So all of the things that uh, Men's Group is doing is supporting more of what kindergarten is also doing as well. So I love that uh, you're able to share all of these great experiences and ideas with us that we can uh, put out there to our educators. So thank you. Thank you, and thanks for having me on your podcast. This was a delight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking some time and coming on the podcast and sharing all this amazingness with us. We really appreciate it. And I will be, I'm sure, seeing you around. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me.